This week on Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast, we talk about the latest Strange New Worlds episode, The Serene Squall. That's a tongue twister. And we do a little catch up as I'm finally back to mostly healthy status. Thanks for joining us. Hey Mike, how are, how are you? you doing tonight? I'm fine. Are you are you fully recovered? Are you negative now? I am negative. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Like so I am uh, negative days. for COVID, and uh, it took a while. Yes. Um, but now you're clear. So, yeah. Now you have super immunity for maybe a few months. I hope so. Yes. I hope. I, uh, but I have a lot of phlegm too. So which I hear is something that just hangs around for a little while. Yeah, so. that, yeah I had a post nasal trip for a couple of weeks after getting COVID last time. Yeah, that seems to be the most um, most prevalent uh, symptom that uh, continues. It's more, it's with more you, annoying so. than anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill, Bill our executive, one of our executive producers also has COVID. Uh, so yes, he and his he and his wife both have it. Yeah, 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 and um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it, I would say that my case was not a mild case. It was more of a on the moderate side. So I have not mm-hmm. been that sick for quite some time, and uh, I'm glad it's over. Well, you made it. You survived. Yeah, possibly. Thank with you, science. Experience. Yes. Um, hopefully there's no like lingering issues, but yeah, you, 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 yeah. you made it, you made it to the other end. I did. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I still feel like my sleep is a little off, but not, you know, not bad, bad, but, uh, the phlegm is the big issue, but wow. it is what it is. I mean, but you already take like a decongestant, you take antihistamines, are you taking anything else right now? Because I got like a, I got some sort of steroid spray for the post-nasal drip from one of my doctors. Oh, wow. No, I, um, I just take a de- my normal allergy decongestant. So, and some Flonase. I don't think I took the Flonase today though. Uh, um, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, I might, I may pick up some Mucinex or something to help with the phlegm. Yes, I love Mucinex. Uh, but we'll see we'll see so yeah so it's good to be back in the land of the living and healthy uh the healthy healthy. yes uh and it's nice to not have to wear a mask everywhere yeah and you and dennis Um, had a date night saturday yeah we did yeah yeah make out it was a great time yes yes i wasn't there but no, you weren't there. Uh, but yeah, no, we, I picked him up after work and we went out to dinner and uh, had wine. And yeah, it was a nice, nice date night. Yeah, yes. that's great. Are we so, doing anything for Pride? Yeah. Happy Pride, everyone. Again, it was like we, forgot, we forgot last time. We were like, oh, yeah, we my, have Pride uh, at the very end 
of last week's episode we tacked it on but uh are we having dinner yes. i don't even know it's it seems inconclusive i i'm not quite sure you're doing a pride run so you you're contributing to the cause i'm doing pride run on saturday morning and then um and then you have are we doing brunch plan. are we doing are we doing dinner saturday no i'm not clear no, no, no. yeah tony one of our friends um he want to do like drinks Saturday night. I'm I was I'm free Sunday oh, right. night, but Sunday night he's a little energy, so he can't come out with us. I don't know. Yes, he he uh, goes back into his coffin for the night on yeah, um, Sunday nights. If anything, no, I can remember. Have a like, where's my? Coffin? I mean, yes. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know at all why you don't have a coffin. Um. Yeah. So let's see. So Saturday I'm doing the Pride Run. Sunday night, yes. Yeah, so Tony and Dennis and I are talking about doing drinks, but then you are drinks. I have a birthday dinner to go to. So yes, you have a later birthday dinner, which is off off schedule for you. You know what? I'm flexible. I'm laid back. You know, um, I I go with the flow. (laughs) Hence, I am having dinner at 930. It's like we're in Spain or something. But yes, you know what? So I when I went to Spain, you eat dinner at like 9 30 10 like literally i yeah. remember going to dinner at nine we thought it was late we were the only ones there by the time we left at like 10 30 people were coming in so it's just very different but you get yep. used to it you just get used to eating late you know it's like and then you get up late it, it's just that's the lifestyle so yeah, i'm it's a yes i'm amenable i'm always amenable always flexible so except when you're hangry and then you're hangry I and and then and then it's uh yes i suppose um so yeah i guess we'll have drinks on uh saturday night i have brunch plans on you have brunch plans sunday. saturday and sunday I, yes yes apparently yes i do it'll be a very busy weekend apparently um and uh so yeah and then i, I don't know what we're doing sunday night i i guess we're doing dinner with you i suppose on sunday i mean i'm free i think so yeah so I guess we're doing dinner on Sunday. Um, I guess. Yes. Although yeah. the brunch plans on yeah. Sunday are interestingly becoming like, seem to be becoming more complex there. It's a bigger group now. Oh, okay. And uh, there is talk about going to the parade afterwards. I don't know if I'm really oh, up God. for the parade. I'm not a parade person. Um, but we'll see. Um, and then, yeah. So, We'll see. Yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, I uh, yeah, it's going to be a busy Pride. So yeah, but June's uh, almost over. Basically, it means June's almost over. And uh, yes, you know, but the funny thing about this year is that you have almost a full work week after Pride before June is over. So. Yeah, usually it's like the you know it yeah. is obviously last weekend, but it's also usually you're done with the month. But here, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Here so that's are. a little weird. Um, and I have pride service at church on Sunday morning, too. So. Oh, you have pride service. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. What does that entail? Um, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's uh, got a different theme. Uh, there's a conversation instead of a sermon. There's... Um, oh. Are you yeah. participating in any way? No, I'm. I'm no, I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not participating in any way. I accept going. Um, 
and it, and I'm going not only because of that, but because I miss the graduation service two weeks ago. And so I'm hoping that the seniors are going to be there so I can say hi and give them hugs and congratulate them and all that. So that's, that's nice. really why I'm going. Um, Speaking of church service. Um, so I went to visit my mom this past weekend since we're on this. Oh, yes. Right, right. I went to visit my How mom. Was mom, by the way. What was that? How is mom? She's doing okay. She's doing all right. But I have brought her further into the 21st century because now she has Wi-Fi. I started with Wi-Fi. And oh my. It was a very last minute thing because we were just talking. It was like it kind of spiraled because I was she she has cable. She has like dish or whatever. And she doesn't watch anymore because she's just on her phone all the time. And then she was like, oh, I wish the screen was bigger because the phone, it kind of is so small. And I'm like, do you want an iPad? And she was like, what's that? And I was like, I explained. I was like, it's a bigger version of a phone. So I was like, but you need Wi-Fi. And she's like, what's that? And I was like, well, it allows you to connect to the internet. It, you, it's different from the phone, but it's like a big phone. Um, and I was like, you know, you should get rid of Dish and get Wi-Fi instead. And she was like, oh, I can do that. I was like, okay. And then... You know, I was like just thinking through options. I was like, oh, we can do the T-Mobile 5G at home thing, which is now a thing. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but they base T-Mobile basically has they they sell you now like a a Wi-Fi hub, and oh. it doesn't require any wires. It, it's it's literally it connects to 5G. It's it's basically like a hotspot, um, but it's Wi-Fi for your home, and it's a modem oh. and a router. Okay, um, and it's like fifty dollars a month. It's really if you have okay. good service for it, it works. Um, it was a process getting it set up because they made some mistake on the back end, but we literally went to the mall, went to the T-Mobile store, um, got her this 5G gateway. Um, wow. Went to the Apple store, got her an iPad. <laughs> it was all one visit. And I was like, how about you get an iPad Air? It's light and it's convenient. And she was like, how about this one? And I'm like, this is much bigger. It was iPad Pro. You did not need this. <laughs> she wanted a Pro. She wants the 13-inch Pro. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I'm asking the store, the, you know, the salesperson, and he is like, we only have the 512 gig one. And I'm like, it's $1,500. I'm like, but she doesn't need this. And she was like, oh, but you're here. So you can just set it up, you know, because I was like, oh, we've order it. Like, and I was like, <laughs> okay i guess we can do this so i got her the 512 gig one which she's does not need she does not need 512 gigs of storage in her ipad oh my word so literally it just all happened this weekend um and she canceled dish on saturday like on saturday so we canceled she canceled dish she now has 5g internet at home and she has an ipad pro it it just it all happened and escalated very quickly. Anyway. Oh my gosh, it really did. Yes. Yeah. So I brought her very quickly in the 21st century. And then she had all these questions from me about the iPad. I'm like, it's the same. It's the same. But it is a little bit different because the screen yes. is bigger and whatever. whatever. So she, um, got the thir- she got the 13 inch Pro. Correct. With 512 gigs of storage space. Correct. <laughs> so I, don't she even, can watch... I have like an iPad from like 20, 2011. Like, 
<laughs> ever. Like she's she's more advanced than me. Um, oh, that's hilarious. It was so unnecessary, and I was like, "But the iPad Air makes sense. You're an old lady," and she was like, "No, I want the one with the biggest screen." And I'm like, "Sure." Um. So that yeah. So I so. So that Look at you being a good son, taking care of your mom's technology needs, bringing her into the 21st century. Yes. Uh, I mean, and then next time I go home, I'm going to, um, I don't know if she needs any smart plugs. I don't think so, but I was thinking about this. Um, it might be too much. <laughs> no. um, I, I am going to, <clears throat> she has like, well, now she has these TVs that don't have like cable or anything. So I'm gonna get her. Oh, right. I'm gonna get her some Chromecasts so she can cast. Oh my! What she's watching to the TV. We'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. So, <laughs> but now she's yeah, because now she has Wi-Fi. Before it wasn't possible. Um. Well, there we go. But uh, no, it was interesting. I only you know th- that was kind of a rabbit hole. But um, I brought this up because uh, my mom she does listen to like church service on Sundays. Like she streams church service or whatever, and she streams the church that we used to go to, like the Chinese church that we used to go to. Um, and it was a little triggering. It was very interesting because this Sunday they talked. <laughs> Basically, the pastor was talking about how he was basically talking about the degradation of the nuclear family because of like the gay stuff and transgender stuff. And he's saying stuff like, oh, you know, now and it is actually relevant to the episode we're going to talk about as well. He's like, yeah, like, you know, now people can, you know, boys can say they're girls, girls can say they're boys. You know, it used to be like the ABCs at school. Now it's the gay BCs. I'm like, this is triggering. I, I was just like, if he was saying, if he was saying like, yeah, we need to like get back to our roots, get back to what, you know, Christianity is all about in terms of family oh my values. Word. And then he gave this, it was very triggering because he gave this whole story about how there was this kid. He didn't, you know, he didn't, he, he may name names, but I don't remember. He was giving this example of like how there's this guy, he's gay, he has AIDS, he smokes weed. I was like, okay. And his mom, when he found out, when she found out that he was gay, committed suicide. I was like, wait, so now it's his fault that his mom committed suicide. And of course he found Jesus. I'm like, this bullshit. I just can't. It was so triggering. And I, my mom was there. She was like, she was actually, she was actually like listening, but she was doing other stuff. And I was like, I don't agree. I don't agree with this. Cause I was like, listening. I was doing other, I was playing Pokemon, but I was listening <laughs> and uh, I was like, I don't agree with this. And then she like gave me this look. We did not discuss it. Um, but I was just like, God, it was just like, this is the, you know, the kind of environment that we grew up in and it, it, it continues to be propagated. It's just that, yeah. you know, we're in this, Manhattan bubble you know we just don't hear it enough and literally it goes back you know I go back to Staten Island and it's it's day to day you know so it's so that you know I only brought this up because you're talking about how your service your church is having pride service and it's just such a disparity you know it's just so interesting um yeah I mean there yeah anyway yeah, that's trigger. That was sort of triggering hearing that 
story. So, oh my god, I was like, literally, you're gonna blame the gay guy for, of course, and he, of course, he chooses the quote unquote example of a depra- depraved gay person, quote unquote, who, and it's this person's fault that his mom committed suicide because he chose to be gay. I'm like, this, it just made me so angry. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's just like, whatever, whatever. Um, I mean, but wow. it is what, you know, this is, uh, this is the kind of discourse that is happening in a lot of places. Unfortunately. Is it more of a fundamentalist like Christian church or is it's it- like I th- it's just like with certain topics they are more right-leaning because this is the church that I grew up in and my mom actually was on the pastoral staff so it's not you know they allow women to kind of be in these leadership positions where some very conservative churches don't even allow so it's like funny it's like in some areas they're open in other areas they're very conservative, I suppose. But um, yeah, it was just, it was, it was definitely triggering for sure. Yeah. A thousand percent. That is is mainly why uh, I left organized religion for so long. I don't blame anyone that does that, to be totally honest. So yeah, it's, uh, anyway, happy pride, everyone. (laughs) Well, I think I think the moral of that story is that we continue to need pride, right? We right. we need um, need to continue. The work continues to just have, uh, yeah, to have a diverse world. Which I, I don't, you know, I believe that God created a diverse world and di- diverse individuals, in and so yeah it just shows that there's still a lot of work and it's sad to hear that that's well it's happening everywhere i think oh yeah no it's it's everywhere it was just yeah it it was very close to home literally you know so yeah and of course you know my mom and i don't we don't talk about that stuff you know it's kind of like (laughs) you know it's it's kind of valley part Um, so anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, uh, for me, it's more parked in the garage in the back that is abandoned and the roof is falling in, but yes, <laughs> good analogy. Uh, it's nice that your car is valet parked. Mine would be in the, the yeah. beaten down garage. I don't back. know. Maybe one day we'll have a meaningful conversation about it, but mm. I don't know. It's been, it's been a while since I came out to her and we haven't been able to talk about it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe one day. Well, um, yeah, maybe one day. All no. things considered. So, well, yeah, and that note. <laughs> I mean, into I the feel like where, where, where should we go from here? I know, uh, what's the best way to segue? Yeah, I, I you know. Um, well, I guess we should get into talking about some Star Trek. Uh, yeah. I feel yeah. slightly traumatized right now. So, all right. Well, I guess the I'm only ready. way I guess I'm ready to talk about Star Trek. Yeah. So you're gonna take us through uh, something new on how we talk about this week's episode. Yes. So yeah. Why don't we get into talking about this week's episode, The Serene Squall, episode seven of season one of Strange New Worlds. Mary, I hope you counsel. I came to ask you that. Everybody acted in a way that suggests I need assistance. No. That's why I ask. 
I would welcome your aid with these scans of the asteroid field. I'm endeavoring to learn more about how these serene squall operates. You looked like you were going to have a heart attack when Pike told you to go with your gut. Captain Pike is comfortable operating off of hunches. I found the experience to be disturbingly similar to guessing. And what's wrong with guessing? They're derived from incomplete premises. It is illogical. Says you? Says all Vulcans. Well, aren't you half human? That is merely genetics. I was raised on Vulcan. And that's geography. Spock. You know, all species put things into boxes. It's like you're either this or you're that. And sometimes we act a certain way to fit people's expectations, but that's not necessarily who we are. And sometimes, like on the bridge just now, they can limit us. You are proposing I better balance my human and Vulcan natures. I'm saying... Maybe you're neither. That is nonsensical. If I'm not human or Vulcan, what am I? I mean, that's not my question to answer. Sorry. Boundaries. I've just known a few Vulcans as well. Cool. Okay. So I did a little bit of homework and I had proposed to you maybe changing the way that we have these episode discussions. And we've definitely have done episodic discussions in different ways. You know, it's like, it's actually very appropriate. It, it's, it's very it's very much like Changing Worlds where every episode they can try something different. It's like DC's Pride. Every episode we can talk about each episode in a different way. Um, it's, it's not serialized. It's basically episodic. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to our episodic podcast. <laughs> and in this week's episode, uh, we're going to try to do it a different way where we are going to kind of do it in more of a episode recap format um, where oftentimes, sometimes, you know, we, we had discussions around based, trying to base our discussion around themes or characters or kind of like highlights, uh, which I think all work. They have all their own merits. Um, but I think sometimes we each get on like soapbox and talk for like 10 minutes and then you talk for 10 minutes and then I talk for 10 minutes. And I was just trying to think like, how can we make this more um, discussion oriented? Not that we don't have discussion, but sometimes it's literally like we get so passionate about the point we want to make that we literally just can't stop talking. Um, so I want to try this and we'll see if it works and we'll see whether or not it continues. You know, it's like, literally, it's like, if it doesn't work next episode, we try something else, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's yeah. like changing the world in that way. It's very meta. Um, so I took copious notes. I will try to read my notes so that, um, I kind of carry us along during this discussion and uh, some of it, like I mentioned to you, is chicken scratch. I cross out a few things and I'm like, oh, I don't know how I, if, if uh, I'm going to be able to navigate this well. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, you literally so, yeah. took notes like you were in class, like yes, physical yes, paper I, notes. I, yes. yes. I was like scribbling things down. So, yes. Okay. Um, well, before we get into it, we can talk very high level thoughts. High level. Mike, what do you think of this episode? I loved it. I 
I thought it, I thought it was a great episode from start to finish. Uh, I thought that the character of Dr. Aspen slash Angel, Captain Angel, mm. uh, was uh, fascinating to say to say the least. Uh, I mean, I sh- I thought that uh, played by Jesse James Patel. Yeah, I thought she yes. did a great job playing them. Uh, so uh, yeah, I thought that uh, she played off the crew really well i i thought it was just the you know it was a it was an episode that you feel stupid for not seeing it coming and mm. but i i didn't see it coming yeah yeah no and, i agree uh, i i i think i think that jesse james patel did can we just call her jesse i don't know I thought Jesse did a great job and just a point of clarification for our listeners, because it's something that I had to learn. And oh, also yes. yeah. I had to clarify yeah. Mike, Jesse goes by she, her, hers pronouns. Um, meanwhile, Dr. Aspen slash Captain Angel goes by they, them pronouns. So even for me, it's a little confusing. I'll be totally honest. I'm not the best at pronoun use sometimes. And I, I admit that I need to sometimes get better at that. Uh, and we've talked about this a little bit, even when we were talking about like Adira, you know, on right. Discovery and things yes. like that, and we've messed up. Yep. Um, this is particularly confusing to me because the actress goes by certain pronouns while the character goes by certain pronouns. So I will do my best. But in any case, yes, I thought that Jesse did a great job. I did not see it coming either, though I did feel like we just had an episode where we had a really sympathetic character that had turned, it, it, you know, it was like, we just literally had another episode uh, right before um, lift us where suffering cannot reach. Like literally with Laura, we have kind of the same situation. So I did think like back to back, I was like, Oh, like, you know, another guest character that seems like, you know, sympathetic, um, a do-gooder. And then suddenly like, Oh, never mind. Um, but that being said, I, I did, you know, I, I thought that uh, Jesse did a great job, particularly with Ethan Peck. I thought that they had great chemistry overall. Yes. Um, I did feel, you know, and we can talk about this a little more. I, I did, I wasn't sure how I initially felt because we don't get that many non-binary um, transgender characters, uh, transgender actresses in this case on the show. And then they turned out to be a villain in this case. So I was like, oh, I don't know how I felt about that initially. But then, you know, it was like, you know, it's okay. It's like, you can have good guys, bad guys. In this case, um, I, I really enjoyed her performance as Dr. Aspen. And it seems like it's potentially recurring. So I'm like, okay, interesting. I think, you know, we haven't seen the last of Dr. Aspen slash Captain Angel, whatever. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you know, uh, I did think that once the reveal happens, they become a little bit like B villain, like, you know, missing a mustache curl a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think that she really played into it. Like the, you know, the yes. villainy of it, uh, it was yes. a little over the top. It was like, there was like, she was literally cackling, <laughs> evil cackling, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, she was. But you know, I, I still ultimately in, enjoyed um, what she the flair 
that uh, Jesse brought to the character. So, in yeah. any case, okay, cool. All right. Um, so, in this episode, so we start on to praying actually on um, this rehabilitation center. I did not write the name of this town because it was like a hot mess, but whatever. So we see, you know, we get our voiceover and then we get her reaching out to Spock and she's studying human sexuality. And yeah, but can we go back for one second? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, so the person who tells her that Spock is calling, right? Oh, this is, is... later. Later. Oh, is that later? Yes. It was oh, okay. uh Stan. It's Stan. Stan, yes, that's later. That's that's when yes. um that's when Captain Angel is calling. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, never mind then. So we'll she's like observing, like they're like painting and they're like doing like Zen gardens, and then her voiceover is like, Yeah, like you know, like I need to understand Spock better, and then she takes out her okay, iPad. Yeah and reached out to Spock and it's like, I've been studying human sexuality and Spock like gags on his wine. <laughs> like, by the way, <laughs> yes. everyone drinks wine on the Enterprise. I don't know if you notice this, they're drinking wine all the time. I've never seen so much wine being drunk on like a Star Trek show, but- I love it, I love it. It's great. Drink more, that's great. And they have like I, nice I, glasses. I'm like, where do they get those glasses? Like CB2, like I want these glasses. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like Spock like gags, which I thought was, um. I was like, oh, he, you know, Spock is definitely more emotive in Strange New Worlds. And I was like, I don't think like, you know, like our traditional Spock would have gagged on like, or he wouldn't have had that like kind of gag reflex at someone mentioning human sexuality. Um, but, you know, he, he has a reaction and he's like, oh, maybe we should like be studying these texts together, um, things like that. And you know, there's, I, I think this is where we get introduced to, again, in this episode, the conflict that Spock is feeling about his human and Vulcan side, which is a, which is the through line for this whole episode, which I, you know, that was a good intro. Um, yeah. And then we get into him again, talking to Nurse Chapel about the struggle that he has with to pray. I, I want to get your thoughts on this because it's like, you know, it's like, it's good. It's like this building, build, budding friendship. We see it happening. Um, but then, you know, I, I'm curious as to what, you're, what, you, what you think about this friendship that they have and him con then constantly going to her for relationship advice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. And I also think it's awkward. Yeah. So I, 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 it's, I sort it's of not just me. Feelings. I was like, it's kind of awkward. No, 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 no. I, I think it's, it's, it, I've got mixed feelings about it. I mean, I think it's, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, and my mixed feelings are like, do we really need like a, and this is going to date me like a cheers, uh, um, I want to say Jack and Diane, but that's not it. Uh, Sam oh, and Diane. I never got, or, um, you know, do we do we need this like this, you know, sexual tension on the Enterprise? Uh, and so that's that's my like hesitation is like, do we need this? Um, and I mean, I know they're like, you know, they, they have playful banter. It's kind of awkward because she'll she said something along the lines of like, so so what 
you know, what are you supposed to like tell me as I'm talking to you or, you know, and then he's like that you're like charming. I'm like, they're flirty. You know what I mean? It's like kind of inappropriate. Yeah. She's, 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 uh, but she has been that way since the beginning of the show. So, but you know, I think the thing is, the problem is he's like letting it continue. He's like, yes. Yeah, he's sure. Not, yes. not being flirty. That's a thing. You know, he's allowing the flirtiness to, he can't be, he's not dumb. Like Spock's not dumb, but. Well, I think he's, he's kind of not aware of the implications of it or or the meaning because he he does kind of mention in several cases like not understanding human behavior maybe he Uh, needs to read trop of cancer which apparently to bring red but he has not i don't know yes maybe he needs to read um um, he he needs to read some like modern like not modern like classical 21st century text on human sexuality and human flirting i don't know yeah i guess um yeah, I, I mean, you know, kudos to her for to to Pring for like exploring this side and trying to get to know, like she's investing in the relationship. Yeah, she's trying. Great. Exactly, um, she's trying. Uh, but going back to Chapel for a second, you know, I like Chapel's playfulness. I just wish there was another foil for it. I would, you know, I wish that I wish it would be more like, and not not the flirtiness, but that sort of banter. I wish that was more with um, Ortegas. Because I thought they had a great um, banter. Yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah, in, uh, yeah, in, in, uh, in uh, Spock, Spock Amok. Amok. Yes. So and, uh, you know, and, I wish I wish we'd see more of that over her and Spock having this banter. Um, you know, I think, yeah, it, I mean, it fits the story for this episode, and it also fits kind of this characterization of Christine Chapel as being someone who, in, in the original series, was you know sort of in love with Spock, I guess, you know, so they're sort of playing into that maybe a little too much. uh, I think the problem is we brought this up a couple of us ago. I feel that Nurse Chapel is purely now defined by the feelings that she has for Spock, which is, yes, you know, she's kind of not, she's not one dimensional, but she, she does. I, I literally don't know anything about her other than the fact that she, she's into hooking up. Basically, she's not hooking up. Yeah, she's into yep. flings, but she's also kind of in love with Spock. Like other than that, I really don't know much about her. Well, I think she's she's a virologist, right, or something like that. She she has yes. some. She's she uh, has... yeah. She's well. She in episode one, we're told that she she it's not cosmetic surgery but she basically is a specialist genetic in... manipulation yes and, correct yeah, thank you very know. much yeah yes. yeah yes, um true. so yeah I, I agree i think i do think that we're getting a little one note and i hope that this episode is sort of the end of it although i think the reap obviously the the nice thing about strange new worlds is that there are repercussions right that this continue mm-hmm. like her feelings continue you know her you know feelings and you could tell that while he was playing a part towards the end, um, there was some intensity on her part um, when we yeah. get to that part of this show. So, um, you know, I, I I hope that, you know, I hope that we kind of leave this and, and move on to some other things. I think that, uh, you know, I, I think her and Ortegas have a great banter and I would really like to see more of that. Uh, I'd love to see more of Ort- Ortegas, period, to be honest with yes. you. Um, uh so melissa navio is is awesome and uh if you, you get more her. of her in the next episode kind of 
but yes we do yeah okay that's oh right 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 yes we do yeah yes we do um so anyway um so yes so why don't you continue on with uh the episode recap which is the format of this yes keep going keep taking keep taking us through Yes. So then we go to Captain Pike's quarters where he's hosting another fabulous dinner uh, with food they barely touch, by the way, and wine again. Everyone's drinking wine. I want this wine and I want those glasses. And this is where we get introduced to Dr. Aspen, played by Jesse James Keitel, who is a counselor, ex-Federation counselor, and is now basically in ambassador of sorts and is um, has appealed to the federation to help these poor colonists that are starving at the edge of federation space so i like the introduction of dr aspen in in, we get you know it's another one of these like very especially it reminded very tng era it's like you know it's like guest of the week it's ambassador type of person on the ship who is on a mission of mercy. Um, and I was, okay, okay. And I actually, you know, I, I liked how we were introduced to, introduced to Dr. Aspen. But I'm also like knowing what we know later. I'm like, wait, did I don't understand. Do they not do like a more extensive background check? Do they, these colonists who apparently Dr. Aspen slash Captain Angel made up later, uh, said that she made up, say that they made up rather. Um, did no one kind of do like a more thorough investigation as to whether or not these colonists exist? Apparently, Dr. Aspen, you know, Captain Angel replaced, you know, took the place of Dr. Aspen, but is there no no checks on like, oh, is this really this person? You know, like there was just like a little bit of like skipping of the details um it didn't really ruin for me i thought it's more like i thought about it afterwards i was like oh so they made everything up and the federation sends a flagship um to kind of check it out i i don't know um i was like sure i'd have bought into it yeah. it, it was just like I, upon scrutiny i was like uh, i don't know I, I i would have probably done more of an extensive like dive into this person's story than you know sending a sending a crew to the edge of Federation space into dangerous territory to go on a mission of mercy or whatever. Yes. Uh, I can see where that, I did not get cut, tied up into that detail. I didn't get too tied up into it. I was just like, you know, sometimes I like think through the logic of things, like the nuts and bolts yes, of things. You of know course. me, I'm yep. like, I think through yep. like these, these details and you know, it's like, Ugh, does it make sense? It's fine. It's, you know, it's fine. Right. Right. Yes. Yep. Um, but again, wine <laughs> and it's it's great it's great um and then they get called to the bridge they find they go to where the colonists were last seen they find debris and captain pike decides to go into non-federation territory he leaves behind a communications buoy and they're like this is you know this is go- going into the unknown so we we do that and um we head uh, deeper in to find a, apparently a third colony ship um, that is potentially out there. Um, so then once we cut back from the titles, um, we get more time with Dr. Aspen and Spock. And I really liked these character moments between 
Dr. Aspen slash Captain Angel in Spock. And I feel that like, um, you know, even though we get once Captain Angel reveals themselves and their little villainous, I feel that, and I don't know what your feelings about, about it are. I feel that in a certain level, they actually do care about Spock. Like they want Cybok, obviously, but it's like, there is a part, even like right before Doctor, um, right before Captain Angel beams off the ship at the very end of the episode, they're like, again, it's he. They they say to Spock, "It's not what you are; it's who you are." That's something you need to remember. And I feel there, you know, obviously there's this ulterior motive, and there's entrapment happening and manipulation. But I, you know, I, I'm curious to know your thoughts about like, yeah, like. Their, their their thought process and these moments that these scenes that we have with Spock. I mean, I like the chemistry between the two characters. I like that. I mean, I mean, the main point of the episode is that he's struggling with uh, balancing his Vulcan and human sides. Obviously, Tapring kind of brings that up, and uh, so there's that uh coupled with obviously the kind of the duplicity but also the yeah i mean i guess it's the duplicity but it's also the um the way that dr aspen kind of presents themselves as uh you know someone you know who's doesn't like to be put into a box i mean i think that that right the, that conversation yes, yes. uh was just filled with uh, so much uh, great stuff. I mean, it, that that is like the heart of this episode, I think, is this idea of like, you can't put yourself into it. Like identifying who you are by what you are is not necessarily, you know, the whole picture. And you can build, right. sort of like you can build your own picture. And um, so it's interesting. Yeah, you get that sort of speech and you kind of you don't really know where they're coming from and but you're 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 bought into it because you know the character is is non-binary and yeah. is you know um so it's just it's just an interesting it's a really interesting scene um but that happens after they i think that happens after they get trapped in the the laser so there like, are a trap, couple right? of different conversations that you're complaining them a little bit but it's fine because it's kind of like a continuous conversation that they're having so they yeah. have like a initial conversation before they get trapped in the tholian web like thing yeah um where they're talking about how spock is looking forward to his colonar so right that was, oh, that's, they, in the, yep. that's in a turbo yep. lift and yep. then it's kind of a continuous discussion over multiple scenes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. this is like the first uh, the first one where we get where it's one-on-one uh, between the two of them. Yeah. Um, to your point, yeah, I think, you know, I, not that this episode is, um, you know, I, I don't think Star Trek has a very light touch when it comes to metaphor. Like, it's like, okay, I get it. You're talking about Spock, who's, you know, it, Spock is torn between two worlds. And we have this non-binary character who was, you know. One thing I did really like, though, is that, and this is one thing I complain about Discovery, is, and we have uh, deferring views on this. I, I did not like how Adira came out, quote-unquote came out, um, because I thought it was a very 
21st century kind of conversation, whereas Adira is a citizen of, of the 31st century. And I feel a coming out conversation in that time would look very different, um, where Adira said that they don't feel like a she, right? In this episode, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, they, Dr. Aspen doesn't say like, oh, by the way, these are my pronouns. It's kind of, it is what it is. It's kind of like, it's like almost like whatever. And if you don't, you can literally not notice it. Like you can literally not notice that uh, the crew uses they, them pronouns when referring to Dr. Aspen slash Captain Angel. The character doesn't make a big deal out of it. Literally, if you watch this episode, if Paramount didn't put out that press release about Jesse James Keitel is a non-binary transgender character, you know, transgender actress being cast, like I may not have caught all of that. Um, And I actually really like that. I really like that they didn't make a big deal of it. It was more about Spock and his identity and obviously there's more layers to it because he's being spoken to. He's, you know, he's, he's conversing with someone who has gone through similar struggles with identity. Um, but at the same time, it's not about, uh, you know, the non-binary transgender element of Dr. Aspen. So I, I did like that. Um, but yeah, it was really well done. I mean, I, th- I know that it wasn't it wasn't hit you over the head. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm maybe it was Jesse's portrayal of Dr. Aspen. It just was, you know, I mean. She she plays a mesmerizing character. I mean, yeah, she's a beginning. She yeah, she's um, she she does just a great job of the character. Um, it, yeah, it, I mean, it draws you in. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen the new Queerest Folk, so I don't oh, yeah, know anything yeah. about Peacock, her other portrayals. Right? Like, Peacock's even worse than Paramount Plus. I can't. I can't. I can't. Yes. Peacock. Um, yes. Uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there's going to be more. There's going to be more uh, streaming services than there are. There is time in a day yeah. by the time this is all over. Um, but you know, so I don't know what her experience is playing other characters, uh, but the way that she plays this character, it's just a very mesmerizing character. She's got charisma, yes. Uh, or or Doctor Aspirin has this charisma, and and I just like the speaking. way that she, the the actress, carries herself. Um, yeah, just like, yeah. Just her, uh, very very confident, like very just a very confident way of carrying themselves. Yes. Um, which I, you know, saying which totally makes toe. sense when you get the reveal of who Dr. Aspen really is, you know, when, yeah. when they, but when I just they, like that they were able to stand toe to toe with Spock, you know, like no backing down yes. and yes. Um, they just have really good banter and chemistry. Yeah. Uh, not unlike, you know, to some extent, Christine Chapel and, you know, Jess, Bu- Des- Jess Bush and, you know, Ethan Peck. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to see this chemistry. And we've talked about it before with the cast so early, you know, in the first season. Uh, I mean, this is really shaping up to be a phenomenal first season for Strange New Worlds, which is awesome mm-hmm. um, to get such high quality, uh, high quality shows. Uh the, By the know, way, I'm only yeah. um, 20% of my recap. Just FYI. <laughs> I know. Just, just I know. FYI. I feel like 
I feel like we, we're going to have to time bound this a little bit. Like we were talking about in, in dates. Well, we're also jumping, uh, we're ahead. jumping to... ahead to some later plot points. Yes. So it's okay. Um, but I, I don't know. Like I said, I think she's, she plays just this chariz- charismatic character. And, you know, you just, you're, I'm, it's just, it's such a, it's so divergent from the crew of the enterprise yet. She, they become part of the crew almost in a way Maybe that is it's, just um you know the strange new world's version of kai win who we love to oh. hate but i mean i hate i really character. hate kai win i don't know that i love, I love kai win i love kai yeah Wynn. i know i do not such um, a complex character uh yeah yes absolutely no doubt uh no i'm i i, I really 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 like Captain Angel and slash Dr. Aspen, and I really want to see them in more. Yeah, so I think you know, Kylie, I think on average, appeared on DS9 once a season, except for the last season. You know, pretty I much. Mean, I mean, I think Kaiwin was in more than one episode a season, but sure. Um, I forget. I, I want to say that she was in like double digit episodes, but anyway. It was in 14 uh, episodes by the end. Okay um that's funny i remember there was 14 uh anyway i i, I enjoy this character so yes, i love yes. i love, I I love want, what it brought I want to the show i want yes yes perhaps we should move forward in your recap okay so the enterprise follows a distraction hole which leads them to this <laughs> tholium web like trap which when we saw the preview for Stranger Worlds, you and I were both like, ooh, Tholian Web. And it's not. Yes, it's, it's this, correct. Uh, it's Web-like thing. Um, but surely they they were like, this like laser trap. I mean, like the way the laser, laser web or whatever. I mean, I'm sure it was done on purpose, like that this is Tholian Web-like. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of connection, but we don't get that. I mean, I think it's just the the standard like electric net, you know, thing. But that... it's such a it's such a specific look in the way it constructs as well, like the way the threads form. It's very Tholian web like, you know what I mean? Yes, but they go from asteroid to asteroid. It's all based on asteroids. I understand. Yeah. No, we do. I'm not saying. Of course, we don't get any Tholian ships. Duh. I understand this. I'm just saying it was very reminiscent. Like that's why everyone was like, it wasn't just you and me. It was like, oh, Tholians, you know. Yes. Um, so, but this is where Spock, um, basically needs to go with, he needs to make a guess and he needs yes. to lean on his human side and kind of just be like, all right, just pick one. Um, and fortunately he picked the right one. Um, but this is where we then get a follow-up conversation between Dr. Aspen and Spock about him struggling to find the balance between his human and Vulcan sides. And this is where Dr. Aspen first posits that maybe you don't have to choose and drop in or maybe you're neither. And then Spock is like, then what am I? And then Dr. Aspen, which I really like, I really like this, the way that uh, they responded. And they were just like, that's not up to me to answer. You know, I, I can't answer that. For yeah. You. I really like right, that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was good. Um, so then we, um, finally find the third colony ship, Pike beans over, and then they find that it's a trap. 
And I feel the enterprise was taking over very quickly. <laughs> and it was just like, it happened so fast. They got boarded and they, they got taken over. We meet this Orion Remy, um, who's apparently the quote unquote leader of the Serene Squall um, of these pirates. And uh, we cut to commercial break and basically the enterprise is uh, taken over and yeah, and well, and then uh, Una locks out the command codes and whatnot. Right. So this is the these are the scenes that we saw in the preview where they're fighting off a, a battle yes. stations yes. Uh, boarding boarding issue, which uh, yeah, which uh, I thought was really good. It was it was it's felt a lot. You know, it felt yeah, it felt weird to have them take be taken over so quickly. But yeah, I'm like sure uh, there has to be something i don't know it, it was just like yeah. they being over and they took over the ship I, apparently laan is the only uh security officer in this sh- whole I know. ship can so, they put like force fields or something or i don't know yeah. i it was kind of yeah it was it was a little too easy but yeah. uh you know they, they needed to carry the story forward so you know here yes. we go um, this is also the first episode where I think we get a lot of use out of the classic Jeffrey's tubes. We get a lot of those like long shots. Yes. Uh, yes, of we do. Really colorful Jeffrey's tubes, very different than the ones we have on TNG moving forward. Um, and I liked I liked the um, the use of the Jeffrey's tubes in in this episode. Well, they're based upon what we saw in, I mean, the one set that we we actually saw on the tour and, Correct. you know, uh, got to have our picture taken from What's above, the name I of think. the town again? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, I'm, I apologize. The one in upstate New York? Yes, upstate New York. Yes, I can't think of it. This remember Ticonderoga. Ticonderoga. There we go. Ticonderoga. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, so you get the 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 updated look of the Jeffries tubes for the 21st century, mm-hmm. which look phenomenal. Uh, Chapel uses it. And then so Spock does uses uh, it. Yeah, Spock, Spock uses and, it. Uh, Dr. And, uh, Dr. Aspen uses it. Dr. Aspen uses it. So mm-hmm. yes, very, very cool use of that. I agree. Nice touch. Yes. So then we get to Pike on the Serene Squall and he is negotiating or rather Remy is trying to get him to give up the command codes. And, uh, well, you, you, you skipped a whole part of when they were, you know, they beamed over and they got ambushed. No, no, no. I I, gave up. I'm trying to get through this recap quickly. I did say they find (laughs) the colony ship and then Pike leads the way mission beams over as a trap and the enterprise gets taken over. I, I I got through that very, very quickly. Um, so, so yes, so this is where Pike um, is talking to Remy, and he is like, "Oh, you guys need better food. I, I can cook you all a meal." I'm like, "All right, this is kind of like, it was kind of I thought it was kind of silly," and I was like, "You're cooking for like how many people? Like 40, 50 people? Like how long is this meal prep gonna take?" I'm just like, "It takes me like three hours to cook for like six people, let alone like however many we're talking about." Um, right. But then Remy was like, and we kind of dropped it because Remy was kind of trying to threaten uh, Pike uh, by saying, oh, maybe I should like space your crew members and you, you'll give me the kind of goes that way. But Pike would definitely have caved if he started to literally like space crew members like, come on, but we don't go down that road. 
um, we then go, we then go back to the enterprise. So Pike is starting to cook, um, starting to uh, prepare, do some meal prep, um, and then we go back to the enterprise. We see Nurse Chapel. She hasn't been captured yet. She kicks some ass. She yes. knocks out a few people with a hypo spray. Yep. And then we go back to the Serene Squall. And this is where Pike is serving his 12-hour dinner. Like, I don't know how long it took to make everything. And he's starting to suss things out. And he's starting to sense that there's the potential for a mutiny. And this, this mutiny happens very quickly. It escalates very quickly. I was like, I thought it was like too easy for them to incite a mutiny, but here we are. We need to wrap everything up in one episode. So it, it kind of, it kind of went quickly. Then we get- Well, Spock. you see, well, you, oh, yeah. you, you kind of see the seeds of that beginning, you know, Pike picks that up pretty quickly when he notices, he's very aware, even getting mm-hmm. the crap beaten out of him. He's aware of the crew's interactions around him and, you know, he's, he's being, you know, it's when Remy was like, pointed. Oh, we, we're going to sell you to the Klingons. And then the crew, the Remy's crew is like, the yeah, Klingon. he's planting, he's planting yeah. seeds right from the, you know, I mean, Pike is, is a crafty, uh, crafty captain, but also, but you his know, hair I, looks great. Even as it's getting interrogated. I was like, it looks yes. a little bit more disheveled than usual, but I'm like, ooh, it's like attractive disheveled. Like, yeah, it looks, it's like good disheveled yes. versus ooh, bad disheveled. Daddy, daddy Anson looks great in this episode at all times, um, no matter what he's been through. Um, even when he, yes, even later on when he, uh, at the end. Um, what was I going to say? Um but I no, he's just very crafty and he's already thinking about how like he can tell that this crew is not, you know, a tight knit crew like his his crew, sure. you know. And so, you know, it is also doesn't have like this kind of crew doesn't the loyalty isn't quite the same as it would be on a on a Starfleet ship. So he he's already starting to manipulate that right from the get go. Uh, so, you know, he's already thinking about how to get out of this. Oh yeah. Well before well before he actually announces when he you know after the after cooking and he's back in the in the cell and he's you know making a comment to the person the woman who's putting him in there and then unnamed you know, pirate. Them, I don't think we ever get her name. Yeah. Unnamed, uh, but he when he gets put back when she puts him back into the cell, you know, he turns to Una and says Alpha Braga 7 or whatever. Oh yeah, I didn't write down. It was like, yeah, it was like one of those like heist kind of. Oh yeah, remember so and so? I was like, whatever. Uh, yeah, yep. So uh, you know, he had already planted the seeds and been actively starting that. Like, you know, which I mean, in this case, it make yeah. He's he's thinking well ahead. He he knows yeah. he knows what he's doing. He you know he's he's a, he's an experienced. Um, he's an experienced captain. He's you know the funny you know I think it's cute. I don't know. Cute's the right word, but cute at the beginning of the show when they say, "Oh, he's a Boy Scout." Yes, yes. Um, you know, so uh-huh. but he's a crafty Boy Scout and uh, knows how to start sowing seeds, and you know, you know, is is experienced enough to know how to to tear apart a crew 
that yeah. is. I think, no, I agree with you. I just think that because we literally jump from the scene where he is, um, he gets the, he gets put back into the cage with his crew and he's talking to Una about starting a mutiny. And then the next scene we get with them, they've already taken over the bridge. You know, we kind of, there's narrative skip because again, we need to do everything in one episode. I'm just like, wow, that happened. It felt very fast. Um, but no, I do I like agree. the banter in the cage though. Um, because, you know, even Ortegas gets into it and says, can you check his head again, please? Like thinks right. that he's, he's off his rocker, uh, which I'm, you know, I, I'm all for a little more Ortegas humor in all of this. And, um, yes, I want to, like, I agree. I want to see more of her. I want to see more. Ortegas. Yes, I do. You know, yes. uh, you so know, great. she's, yes, she's awesome. So please great. give us more, give us more Ortegas. Um, so anyway, getting so, back to the mutiny that is mm-hmm. begun in mind, if not in spirit. Wait, did you more say? I thought I was waiting for you to finish. No. Okay, don't no, I'm waiting for you. Like, okay, yes, was, well, back to the you episode. To continue recap. with the yes, the episode. Yes. Yes. we're getting there. We're getting there. All right, so now we go Are back. We? Are we? Yes, yes, it's happening. <laughs> so now we go back to the Enterprise. And this is where Spock and Dr. Aspen, they get to sickbay and they have a moment. Dr. Aspen's talking about her husband slash lover. She said husband, they said husband. And that they were a former, they were Vulcan. And because Spock at this point wants to take back the ship and Dr. Aspen's like, no, we got to like, we got to abandon ship. We gotta save ourselves. Um, my husband, he 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 fought back, um, and we get this whole sob story. And again, this was Doctor Aspen manipulating Spock, um, and through I guess a little bit of reverse psychology, kind of egging Spock on to um, take back the ship. They get to engineering. Um, we see. Dr. Chapel is Dr. Chapel. Nurse Chapel is there. And this is where Captain Angel reveals themselves by basically rerouting command uh, back to the bridge. So this was definitely, but, but I was before definitely we get there, I was definitely, I was, I was not expecting yes. this. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was definitely a surprise. But a like, quick <gasps> note before all that, that happens. Before all that happens, it's noted that uh, everyone in engineering is knocked out. So, uh, and by Christine the way, okay, has... Kemmer has been absent for three episodes. I mentioned this in episode five. Yes. Very yes. noticeably absent in this episode, particularly with engineering being completely empty, except for these, you know, pirates have been knocked out. I was like, where's Hammer? Yeah. Where's Hammer? Literally third episode right. in a row where he's just not been around. I, I don't. Yeah, he's I feel he's shown up less than to praying. I feel we've gotten more by this point. We've gotten more scenes to praying than Hammer. It's like I don't. I mean, the only substantial scene we've gotten Hammer was during um, the Gorn episode. That and, you know, they, when he was stuck in Cargo Bay, the Cargo Bay with right. Aura. Um, I was like, where's Hammer? Yes. I don't understand. We're getting solo screen time with yes. this guy. Um, that kind of, that's bothered me, but 
here we are. Um, so yes, Captain Angel reveals themselves. This is where they kind of turn and be villainy, villainy. I'm like, okay, where's the mustache that they need to be twirling? Um, and this is also where they reveal that the colonists were just made up. I was like, again, I was like, okay. Um, they go to the bridge. Um, and this is where they reach out to Topring and what's his face? Don, 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 thank you. Don is like, yes. you have a call from the Enterprise and uh, to bring answers. And uh, Captain Angel is like, if you want Spock alive, you have to get me Zavarius. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. You have to get me Zavarius. I think you, you got it. Like, yeah. Who is Zavarius? But apparently he's someone under Dupring's care. And Dupring is like, I can't just give you uh, Zavarius. Uh, if, if, uh, if I do, the, the, the Vulcan Science Academy is going to take my license. I don't, I don't remember exactly what she said. Um, and I will be uh, dishonored or whatever in my family. And uh, yes. You know, this is where this is where I think um, Captain Angel is uh, really shows how good they are at manipulating people, even Vulcans, and realizing that even Vulcans have all these feelings, despite their yeah. uh, very emotionless facade. Um, they're still commanded by their feelings, and I think that she's she she proves her proves themselves to be a skillful manipulator because. Um, yeah, they know that to bring is going to come. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I think that this is uh, yeah, Angel, uh, Captain Angel is is great at this. So yes, yes, as yes. as we realize they have been throughout this entire episode. I was manipulated. <laughs> I was like, I had no idea, yes. but you know, here we are. Yes, they manipulated Spock and the audience and the completely. Audience. Uh, to bring does show up, we get like a half second shot of a Vulcan ship. I'm like, <gasps> Vulcan ship, the ring ship. And then it, it's literally there for like half a second. Um, and uh, this is where. And Spock it's never on screen again, by the way. Never on screen again. Yeah, it was just like for one scene yes. on the blue screen. Yeah. And then this is where Spock uh, says to Chapel, he has deduced who the Vulcan is. I actually missed this when I watched this episode the first time on the screener. Because I literally couldn't, I didn't hear what Spock said. Um, but upon second viewing, Spock is like, yes, I, I know. I, I have figured out who this Vulcan is. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but at this point, I, I, I wasn't even thinking about it. I, I wasn't like trying to figure out like who this, who this Xavier's is. Xavier's, sorry. Xavier's is and what the connection is to Spock. Um, but obviously we get that reveal later. And then Spock... Um, once once they get going into it, I mean, like Captain Angel stuns Smock, but then he comes back and then he comes, he regains consciousness. And then he's like, all right, got to got to do something about this. And he tells North Chapel, you know, follow my lead. And this is where we get this uh, this kiss between. Them. I don't know why Captain Angel didn't stop them. Captain Angel kind of let it all happen. And like, just stun him again, you know. Like, I'm not, I'm not quite sure why you're letting this whole thing play out. Um, but it does. It's kind of passionate, 
You know, Chapel kisses back. Obviously, we know she wants Spock in her pants, but, uh, you know, uh, the Spock know this, don't know. Um, and then Spock into praying. And then they say, like, a variation of the greeting they always say, which I cannot repeat. But basically, it's breaking their vows yes. um, over the view screen. Yes. I, I, I can't repeat it, but, it, you know. And then, again, Captain Angel's kind of lets it all happen. And then she's like, are you kidding? Yeah. And then once the Pring is like, oh, I'm not going to give you Zavarius, uh, Captain Angel's like, destroy that ship. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, Zavarius is on that ship. It doesn't make any sense. Like, wh- why, why would you do that? Um, but they can't mm. because the Serene Squall uh, shows up and uh, has shown up and uh, Pike has used, his, has used his backup command codes and disables the ship, disables the Enterprise. Um, and then this is where Captain Angel escapes, but not before giving Spock one final piece of advice that it's not who he is, but no, it's not what he is, but who he is. I don't want to spell that up. That's important. Um, and yeah, so we get that resolution. The, the, all the pirates are captured and then we get this last scene with, um, well, we get, we get Pike pretending to be a, a pirate. <laughs> I was like, the, is this person, is this uh, having a little of a fun pirate on the bridge. still relevant in yes. like the 23rd century? I don't understand. I mean, it's funny. Um, but I was yeah, like, he yeah, had fun with that. Fun. Yes. He, he was, uh, yes, yes, he, it was Anson Mount having fun, but um, yes. whatever. And uh, Una, Una, trying not to crack up you could tell yeah. from Una's whether i don't know if that was in character or out of character or what but it was um yes it was uh it was funny it was um, i mean this is where i really like pike because he can be very playful with his crew and very yes. lighthearted, and uh that's just really rare coming like literally all the captains we've had are so like pretty serious i'm just i'm just going through them they're all pretty serious. I mean, like Kirk had kind of a playful side. Picard is very serious. Cisco is very serious. Jamie was pretty serious. Um, I guess Archer was sometimes playful too, but not to this level. Yes. But, you know, yeah, Pike is just like very, he had just a light hardness about him that I really enjoy um, in the right moments. Um, mm-hmm. Then we get yes. this. Uh, Awkward scene in sick bay. Oh, well, sorry, I, I, I skipped the scene. So we get Spock into Pring renewing their vows. And um, I don't know if you caught this, but um, Spock says to, because the Pring is like, oh, I figured out that it was all like a ruse. And Spock is like, you know me well. And then he has the scene with Chapel where he says the same thing to Nurse Chapel, you know me well, exact same line. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Um, and I'm just wondering how much of how much of it we're supposed to kind of get from these scenes that Spock is into Nurse Chapel, um, and who knows Spock better? Does Chapring know Spock better, or Nurse Chapel know Spock better? And I feel I don't feel this is over. I feel there there's there's just going to be this love triangle thing for like years. Like I don't 
I don't know. Gosh, I, I hope this is all we see of it for this season, to be honest. I, I think so. I, I think for this season, probably, but I don't think it's over. Like, I feel, but that's the thing. I kind of like, I want Nurse Chapel to be characterized more beyond just this thing for Spock. Like, and I feel yes. that if we don't let go of it, it's going to just perpetuate, you know? The thing is, Spock has plenty of other things. Like, Spock has like, plenty of other aspects of his identity to explore. Um, he's very rich as character, as we know, but it's just like, give Nurse Chapel a break. She needs like something else. Give her like a fish tank, like an aquarium, a hobby, something, you know? Um, not just, it, it can't just be about her love life. Like she shouldn't be defined yes. by her love life. Um, so we'll see, we'll see where it goes, but obviously we get these uh, two uh, book the back-to-back scenes between Spock and Dupring in the Spock and Chapel. It's obviously a little awkward between Spock and Chapel, but they kind of agree to be friends, I guess. Um, but then this is where we get the reveal that we're talking about Cybok. And I was screaming because um, I didn't expect it. I don't know if you expected it. I was like, Cybok! Scream! Screaming and running. Um, how did you react to those? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I mean, it was, you know, it was like interesting uh, that we brought up Cybok and that he sort of does admit to knowing about Cybok. Or, I mean, I guess he, he would know about Cybok. It's been but... a while since I've watched um, Star Trek Five. Yeah, but from what I recall, it's he knows about Cybok. He just doesn't talk about Cybok, right? Yes. I need to go back. Yes. It's been, it's been yes. literally he's never. Yes, he's never mentioned to Kirk or Bones that about Cybok or now. Michael. So whatever. Or Michael. Like, yes. He probably has like three other like half siblings I don't know about. But Perhaps. Uh, but yes. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. So they do kind of get away with him sort of telling, uh, telling Chapel about him knowing who this is about I don't, you know he doesn't quite say it so it's just it's very he interesting says cyborg, though. Um, what he does say cyborg does he yes yes he he literally says his name because he's like i figured out that it's okay. his alias and it's my half brother cyborg hmm. okay i don't remember that but okay um yeah, so he, you know, he. I was, I was screaming. So at the final scene when you they go to his cell right. and they see right. and you see the profile. See his, yes, the profile. Yeah, shaggy profile. I'm curious who they are getting or have gotten to play Cybok. Whether you know, it's uh, that'd be an interesting casting reveal. I, I didn't look at. I didn't pay attention to the closing credits and whether. Oh, it was like that. unknown actor. I think it's just like a placeholder. It's like one of those like. Okay. Where they don't really show who it is because they probably haven't okay. cast the character yet. I mean, yeah, if they, yeah, if they need to, yes. Which, um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I was fine. You know, I was fine with it. Uh, you know, it was interesting in the in the fact there's that a twist. You know, I didn't expect it, and I was like, "Ooh, twist!" I love a good twist. Yes. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, uh, definitely interesting. Yeah, I know. I mean, we don't know that much about Cybok, so I'm fine with it. I didn't hate the Final Frontier. 
I know a lot of people dislike it strongly, but I didn't, I didn't think it was great, but I, I didn't, I didn't mind it. Um, but obviously we don't know much about Cybox. So this is where it kind of like, they can give us more Cybox, but they can't give us too much since no one on the original crew know about Cybox. So it can't be, though they've rewritten stuff before. Like they didn't, no one knew who Kan Yun Singh was, but apparently based upon what we know about Laan and what Laan has said, you know, Kan Yun Singh is infamous. So I don't think right. they they've necessarily um, stuck to being really strict with canon. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, yes, it's, it's all, it's all part of character development. So it's not, you know, and uh, you know, they're skirting canon a little bit, but it's not, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, who cares really? I mean, ultimately if it drives the story and is interesting, then, that's cool. You know, sure. There's all these little pieces of things that have happened. And yes, yeah, it's just, you know, yes. I, it is hard because like, you know, when we get into when we're talking about like Rick Berman era Star Trek, they they really respected the original series, even though for a while, you know, they didn't want to talk about TOS on TNG. Once the floodgates opened with Spock, with Sarek, in Sarek was Sarek being like you know showing up in a Spock showing up in uh unification I feel it kind of opened the doors and then we get um the uh the Scotty episode um and it's like it and then we get obviously we get trial and tribulations on DS9 it's just like they really tried to stick to quote unquote canon and what's come before so i think then it's like it's just a pretty big disparity between how they tried to really respect canon back in that age and now where we need to reinvent things which is fine i actually don't have a huge issue with it but if you think about it the um you know like tng era star trek was like what 20 years after but they like stuck to the old sets they stuck to like you know, what, like, how Star Trek was characterized, like, 20 years, like, decades before, um, versus now where we're probably talking the same time gap, I guess, entertainment has evolved so much in the last 20 years that, you know, like, trying to show a TOS set or working on a TOS set is not possible or it wouldn't be accepted. It's just, like, you know, I, I think that um, it's just different. I don't mind it, um, but I do have a certain level of respect for how the Rick Berman era Star Trek really tried to stick to what came before um, in terms of what was set up. So, yeah, I think, um, I, you know, I don't mind. Oh my goodness. Okay. Is Dennis <laughs> home or something? Yeah, Dennis is home and oh, they're, they're, they're playing. So he's, he's wound up Hamish. Um, anyway, uh, you know, I think that uh, I, I'm fine with how they're reinventing things and, and re-envisioning things. And I think it's, you know, after 55, 56 years, you, you kind of have to do that. You know, you kind of have to, you know, so I, I'm fine with it. I don't think that I don't think it's a disrespect at all. I think it's just taking it and, and taking no, it. No, no, no. It's not disrespecting. It's not. It's, it's not. Um, yeah. 
it's so, I mean, different. It's, it's, it's different. I, I like it. I, I, I'm fine with it. Um, yeah. So just saying. And, but and yeah, Rick I, Berman I, era, the, the Rick Berman era was not, you know, free of its errors and mistakes and, and you know, poor choices at times. So it's not, you know. Oh, I, yeah. I no, no, no. I'm, I'm not. No, and I'm not. I'm not saying that it didn't have its issues. I'm just I, I, what I was trying to say was they 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 made such an effort to try to hold that canon to be true, if you know what I mean. Like the whole DS9 trial and tribulations episode, the amount of effort that they put in to insert these new characters into these old seats. It was crazy. I mean, it was like a big deal at the time. It was yes. cutting edge and they made such an effort. And then like um, in the relics, the, TN, the Scotty TNG episode, the amount of work they did to recreate the TOS bridge. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm talking about that. Yeah. Like, you know, like the amount of respect and, and again, I'm not trying to say we're talking about disrespect, but I'm saying the amount that the, the extent to which they tried to recreate and respect that original um, environment and what came before was another yes. level. You know what I mean? Um, the amount yes. of work that purely went into it to preserve it. So is your dog and your partner, are they distracting you? I mean, Hamish just walked in. So I said, go find dad. Um, oh. So yeah. Yeah. Dad too. Like Q2. Two. Yes. D2. D2. Um, Does so he understand? Yes. Or is yes. he like staring at you not really understanding? Well, he's not really listening. He's he's doing whatever he wants, which is, you know, SOP for for the dog. So, well, you know. Um, yeah. No, I, you know, I, I don't really. Yeah. I, let's move on from Canon Talk because this is not exciting sure. to me at all. You know. Sure. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's nothing bad. It's just like, it's an observation. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, did you have um, any... Any lingering thoughts about this episode? No, I, you know, I am glad that Angel got away and that we hope to see them again. Uh, I think it, it'll be fascinating to see what they do with the character next. Mm -hmm. um, and but probably how... not till season two at this point. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we've kind of identified the Gorn as the big baddies of, of this season um but yeah i do hope that we get to it'll be interesting because what will angels motive the next time they meet with the enterprise crew be will it will it be you know i think that they realize that it's not going to be quite as easy to get uh cybok out of prison and so uh you know i think I think the next time this comes it, up, it'll I think be a heist stakes, episode. Maybe they'll try to break Sabak out. Maybe. Uh, I think the stakes will be much higher. I think that Angel will realize, like, you know, she, uh, sorry, they can't rely on, uh, on uh, the way that they spots. pulled. Yeah, they sort of pulled the emotional strings uh, of Vulcans in that episode to to get what they wanted, but that didn't pan out. And so now they'll have to come up with some other very convoluted, but very like, so they'll have to bypass all of that. And and I think the stakes will be much higher 
if they you know if they bring if they bring angel back to and and angel's mission still is to get cyborg out of prison so uh i think that that's uh yeah you know i i i think i i you know i sort of i i sort of wonder if uh you know if 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 angel won't go the opposite tack and maybe kidnap to pring and try to leverage something like that or you know i i think it'll be a different kind of episode and uh I, you know i just it's hard because the character is so great in inter- interacting with spock and you know with the crew that it's really hard to envision how they might well, I feel the yeah. next time they come on, as it might be full villain, like they can lean to like full villain. Though I do think that there was something very nuanced about uh, the way that this character is played, because obviously there were undercover yes. um, that made the characterization particularly interesting. But I feel next time, yes, I agree with that. Like, yeah, full on like B villain. <laughs> I don't like it's like Bond villain kind of deal. I don't know, you know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, you know, I so I, I hope that there is something else to explore on this character that makes it interesting and uh, keeps our attention and keeps us guessing. I feel like this is a character that you wanna you wanna maximize, like mm-hmm. the um, the diversions and the the trickery to to make you think to make the 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 audience think one thing while actually doing a completely different thing sure so i think it it, it would you know again if they could do that somehow uh kudos to them because that would be really cool to see yeah well they seem clever the wires seem clever so hopefully they figure something out yeah yeah so uh yeah we'll see we'll see what happens yeah looking looking forward to the next time we see captain angel who, who who knows when that's gonna be? We'll see. We still don't know. Right. We still don't have any idea what's coming after this season of Strange Worlds. Paramount has not announced. Yeah, it's still nothing. As far as I know, yes. unless we've heard something that I haven't. No, I haven't seen anything uh, up till today. No. So. Well, there we go. Um. All right. Well, uh, this is our episode recap format. We'll see if it lasts. Um. In the meantime. Mike, did you want to talk a bit about our sponsor? Sure. Uh, Fansets is the exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. And uh, we've got some new releases from Fansets. We got them the next day after our last recording, uh, of course. course. Uh, But uh, they have released the micro crew set of Star Trek Prodigy, which is really cool. Yes, I saw that. Yay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you can buy the whole set, which is actually a pretty good deal. I think you essentially get one one for free if you buy all seven, uh, all seven right. characters. Yes. Um, if you buy them individually, you they're releasing them individually over time. So right now you can only get Gwyn, Gwyndola, or uh, Janeway if you are just collecting certain crew members so um so yeah but the you know the uh complete uh series one pin collection includes all seven main characters for prodigy which is really cool 
Uh, they also released uh, the Future and Perfect Admiral Deltas, uh, both in pin and magnetic. And then some pins for Captain and Commander from Star Trek II. So quite a lot of pins. Oh, and I forgot one more is uh, also uh, the Woman of Trek, uh, Esri Dax, got released as well. So okay. Love me some Esri. Yes. So lots of new pins to go over to fans that's and put into your cart. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you use the code TREKGEEKS, all one word in all caps, you're going to get 10% off your order. And if you order that Prodigy set, you're going to get free shipping because it's over $30 in the US. So we want to thank Fansets for being our sponsor and the sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. Cool. Well, uh, we would love to hear from you when it comes to this episode. But first, rate us on your podcast platform of choice, whether that be iTunes slash Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. We will love a positive review from you because there are plenty of Star Trek podcasts and we love to stand out a little bit. Um, that being said, uh, we also love to hear from you. Uh, you can reach us on email, uh, deepspacepride at gmail.com, or you can reach us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at deepspacepride. Cool. There we go. Well, there we go. Another episode in the can. Another episode and our last one. I guess we'll do one more during the last week of June. So someone is going on a trip soon. Oh, no, I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking Pride Month still. Oh, when are you leaving? Mid-June? Not till the second week of July. Okay, that's still very soon. Still very soon. Uh, it's coming up, yes. Not soon enough, but soon, yes. Yeah. Uh, no, so... But you say you're going to be uh, working, episode, what, essentially like five days in, in the month of July or something? Maybe, maybe less, yes. Okay. Maybe four, maybe three. All right, well. Um, might as well just take those days off. God. Well, no, those are actual days that I probably have to do a little work, actually. So, yes, anyway. Oh, um yeah uh but anyway yes because we all got the week of july 4th off that's very lucky so, uh yeah so without taking any of our pto time which is really cool so awesome i'm jealous yeah i don't get that uh, shit. kudos kudos for that um mm. so yeah uh no i was thinking so i guess this is our last pride month episode so because our next one will be released. Uh, on July yeah, you're 1st. right. Yeah. So the next one's gonna be released on July first. Yep. So wow. happy Pride to everyone. Uh, I th- yes, you know, I th- happy Pride. Yes. Um, New York Pride is this weekend. Obviously, this coming weekend. Yes. Uh, I did hear from someone back in my former area that uh, uh, Boston canceled their Pride. Which is interesting. Um, Why? I think for for COVID reasons or whatever. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, But Providence, where I used to live, had their pride. And I guess it was very big and very big because Boston had canceled. So a lot of people came down to party there. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend in the city. And um, 
Yeah. But uh, however you celebrate pride, uh, enjoy yourselves, be safe, and uh, we'll see you back here next week. Yeah, bye everyone. Live long, prosper. Bye. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.